Hello. Hello. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, this is your talk. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the uh, podcast of two girls, one Gleek, where we discuss every week. No, two times a week actually. Now, two yeah. times a Gleek. Oh no. <laughs> well, today we are discussing. Probably the worst Glee episode that has been graced. It's the worst rated episode, and it shows. Is it actually? I don't know. That I think so. Or... In, I actually have some some <laughs> positive things to say about it as well, though. But we'll get on to that for starters. Oh yeah, so do yeah. I. Do but you? As... <laughs> I do. I do. What? <laughs> okay, so we obviously we know Liv. Liv's been here a couple of days, a um, couple of episodes. Hello. Um, she's not French. Um, but we haven't heard from Sophie. So, Sophie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Go ahead. Hello. Hi. My name's Sophie. Um, I watched Glee when I was about eight. So, Chloe watched it. Chloe's her older sister, by the way, whose birthday it right. is today. Um, it's Happy Chloe's birthday. birthday. Yeah. Um, so, Chloe knew more about it than I did, but she has never properly watched it. She tried when I watched it because she wanted to join in on all the hype but she finds it really difficult to watch <laughs> she's yeah. like no i'm fine so we just get straight into it well not really straight into it because it's been six minutes but let's start <laughs> and i have the very very first thing i want to talk about <laughs> yep. she said it's like this like bowl of like this kind of kind of gross looking like pasta the very first thing you see is kind of gross bowl of pasta and then she goes oh i didn't know you could cook terry and she's like oh it's just hamburger casserole I'm like, but you still... You know, Look you still out cook. for bones! <laughs> yeah. You still cooked it, girl. Give yourself praise. No. That bowl looked gross. That was the first That was the first thing that I wrote. The first thing that I wrote was look out for bones. Because if she's making hamburger casserole, where are the bones coming from? Where, yeah. yeah do do, do the cows have bones in, that, in their meat? I don't think they do. Oh, no. <laughs> ribs. What meat is she using? <laughs> Where has she gone? She's using rib meat to put into her casserole. I really don't know. Um, and then I've also put, is Will's dad Blaine Anderson? Because of the bow tie. Yes, okay. So yeah. I want to talk a little bit about a little bit about Will's dad. And so he said, and then I went into a whole like hole in my right. own head. Basically, he was like, I worked all the time travelling. But I, I, I heard it as that. I was like, you worked all the time travelling? <laughs> I was like, this man went time travelling and what? he had a bow tie. So I was like, is this man Doctor Who? And then I went on a whole thing like, what if Glee was sci-fi? And then, right. do, do you want to hear my little pitch? I do. Um, yeah, I really do. So I do. basically, Jacob Ben Israel <laughs> is an imposter from Mars right. trying to turn everyone into robots apart from Rachel. So Will spills the beans. He's like, guys, I can't keep a secret anymore. My wife's pregnant. He says, I thought we weren't going to tell anybody. What? Never? You were ever going to tell her that you're pregnant? Yes. So she's like, but no. She's not pregnant. That's the whole thing. Like, and she's only she's only been she's only been fake pregnant for like two weeks. But <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. There was like a little bit when um, Will's dad was like, oh, you've only got six months left. So left. So what? Well, well, like, how yeah. does she know she's, that she's been pregnant? She's three months. months. No, well, that would make sense because if they're telling them, that would assume that she's like twelve weeks. Because you wait until twelve weeks to tell people most of the time. But she's definitely not twelve weeks. She's not even pregnant. But a lot of TV shows don't really like show the 
how much time has gone by and then you just get confused and then you start thinking about the whole episode and then you just don't pay attention because you're just like when is this <laughs> two <laughs> years is... in the future well yeah that's funny though because like episodes where it's like a competition episode it will just kind of be the whole day like that will just show the day which is the competition yeah. whereas some episodes are like oh three weeks has gone by like also if you think about it season one the end is regionals Season two, the end is national. Season three, the end is nationals. Well, even further than nationals, you get to like them graduating. So, like, um, <laughs> they might be really weird timelines, but they they started talking about failed dreams in a minute. Will's dad is just like, yeah, I wanted to be a lawyer, but I gave up. Yeah, there's a lot of like, it's <laughs> a very depressing episode when nothing seems to be going right. It's like but it's literally a minute in. You know, they wasted no time. But it really said, yeah. let's talk about how depressed we all are. <laughs> one, but I, I did enjoy the scene between Will and his dad, you know, because the funny thing is, is that after this episode, you'd never ever see his parents ever again. Um, he, Will's dad quotes, he's like, being a good man, do you know what it takes? Guts. I was like, that's a bit of toxic masculinity right here. You have to have guts to be a good man. Wow. Are we surprised though? It's glowing no. all the stereotypes. There's a lot of like, stereotype in this episode this was about um, 2008 yeah it's like it's something really annoying that really bugs me because it's like yeah it was okay for its time but like now watching it everything they talk about just really annoys me um and then we go to the next scene so after we had this whole lovely scene between the parents and you know the opening sequence we get back to the amazing choreography of mr shoe um, <laughs> which is so very beautiful but then you get on to Rachel saying like oh we need Dakota Stanley because like Santana and I think uh, Santana and Quinn like telling her she needs to do this which it just shows how desperately Rachel like wants to be like because she's just so easily manipulated by them at the beginning she just wanted I don't I don't know this is why I like Rachel because she just wants people to like her she just wants to be surrounded by people who love her but why um, does that make you like her though because she makes, it makes you feel her. sorry for her because she's not annoying. She's just doing what I mean, people, it like, makes... she's just, she wants to be popular. She wants Quinn to like her. She wants to be in with these people. So she's doing whatever she can. I think she knows like that they're manipulating her a little bit. She's but it makes her a bit more relatable, to be honest. Um, Moving on. Then a bit of a funny thing. They always did. I don't know how they manage to do this in Glee. But they always say like a celebrity, and they end up coming in next episode. Yes, yes, John Stamos. <laughs> Look at John Stamos. I... I was like Emma mentioning John Stamos, then marrying John Stamos. <laughs> it's a bit of a dig as well. It was like something about like being a bad actor, but still yeah. like being in the show for so long. Look at and John Stamos, he, and then he appears. He's like, "You want to see as a bad actor? Let me go on your show. I'll teach you. <laughs> I'll teach you a lesson." Um, also, I have okay. Again, this might have changed, and it's definitely a continuity error. But has Emma's office always been at the end of the corridor? That's a stupid thing to say. I know. I think so. I really don't think well, it is. I think, it, yeah, I think it's still the same. But, and then you think about it, okay, think to anyone, you know, My Life Was Suck Without You, where he runs to her office, but she's already packed everything away. So then he looks, and then, like, she's at the end of the corridor. He, like, runs towards the end of the corridor. Surely that makes zero sense, then, if, if she was actually just outside her, her office. We don't um... question this. <laughs> we don't question the... Lot... Um, there's a lot of interior design <laughs> it's continuity errors glee get it together 
then we go on to the scene in the teacher's teacher's lounge oh, where Henri. <laughs> where Sandy says the line no William I'm not allowed within 50 feet of children so my question is how did you even get into the lounge were you like dropped in from the ceiling <laughs> you have to have walked in through te- he like, does really students kids walk past the lounge and he would be in within 15 15 50 feet of anyone who walked past the lounge um, no I, that was confusing but again i didn't want to like question it because i was like it's glee we're never gonna <laughs> yeah. get like a proper we're never gonna sit here and like get to a proper con- conclusion it would take a whole hour <laughs> that's true <laughs> no i was gonna say i was gonna quickly say there's a bunch of drug use this season there's so like there's a whole episode called vitamin d which is just terry giving all the drugs he's <laughs> gone he's high on cough syrup one uh, more spoon of cup. <laughs> what? What? Wait, I don't know what they were talking about. But then, um, Will was like, "Oh, I'm like so annoyed. Let's talk." No, oh no, he's like, "Let's talk about our feelings." And so I wrote down was Howard. <laughs> the last thing um someone says was Howard's like, "I'm afraid of my vacuum," and then Will was like, "I know how you feel." <laughs> And I just died. I was like, is this Will confirming his phobia of vacuums? <laughs> that is a popular phobia. So he's a Dolly's good fellow. Awful. But like, there was like one section that like sounded good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I, I was like, is Ken harmonizing? Question <laughs> mark. Wait, because... I would just like to say that they built an entire band <laughs> off of that harmony. They thought that was a good enough harmony to build an entire band off of it. Yeah. Well, then we got the really uncomfortable breaking the fourth wall. This is how that, we do I it. Hate I hate that so much. That, oh. I'm so glad that that never happens again in Glee. Mm, you'd be, uh, I wouldn't say that too soon. Oh, oh wait, no. it does, doesn't it? It but happens in season not six. Enough. He's like, five, Ew. six, seven, eight. No, why would they? That's not good. No, it's really <laughs> No, not. stop. Um, and then when they were singing This Is How We Do It, I could only think of Pitch Perfect and the French Das Sound Machine This singing Is How it. We Do It. French! They're German! Oh, sorry. That's the whole point. <laughs> I'm sorry. We are Das Sound Machine. Das Sound Machine. Oh, God. If we have German listeners, I'll... <laughs> so I'd like sorry. to apologise so on Emily's behalf. I don't know what <laughs> bit I was referring to, but I just put Will is so annoying. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I put something which is personal personal to me being annoyed we can see okay so it's, it's like a mass it's like a scene it's not massive it's a scene where terry and shu are practically having intercourse but in yeah. season three we can only see blaine and kurt just laying there the homophobia <laughs> is real people <laughs> the bit where sandy shows up and he's like i'm ready for my close-up mr jamil and yeah. then and then will just goes guy sandy we agreed when you're in the when you're in the band it's creepy like do, do they not think that it's creepy without him i think because it is. will is just thinks everything he does is great he's like this is the most amazing <laughs> thing i've ever done in my life exactly he's so he's such yeah. a selfish person and no one talks about he's like, it i'm so fulfilled with my boy band harmony is time um <laughs> to, he's a jolly good fellow yes <laughs> And then we get to the scene where Rachel's like giving I'm sorry cookies to Will. And anyone notice that the, the cookies matched her outfit? <laughs> I I feel like See, I subconsciously did. I was like, ooh, this is an aesthetic. cookies with It's so Rachel. That is so Rachel. Speaking of that, so Rachel, isn't that the name of her, her <laughs> yeah. TV show? Not yet. <laughs> Gonna have to wait a bit for that. 
and then I've also put here it's a running theme that Will gets attached to things way too easily. Like he joined, he made this band like a what a week ago, and he's like, yeah, I'm now so fulfilled. Like I love my band. Oh, see, that's see. why I wrote he was so annoying. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I was like, the oh, sorry, Sophie, you go. No, it's fine. I was just going to say I have. I have a note that just says he gave up on Glee after a whole two episodes. <laughs> Literally, though, that's what I was gonna say. Like, he was so passionate about Glee's. Oh my god! Like, you know, and he got so annoyed last episode um, about the whole like, oh, push it thing. <laughs> after every time they push it, I have to sing the song. Anyways, and he was like so annoyed because he was like so passionate about it. Ugh. Now he's like, yeah, I'm just not gonna turn up to the rehearsals like anymore because I have this new boy band. I think he has an attention deficit disorder. He's like, <laughs> yes, he Bye. needs people. I think he is more similar to Rachel than we think. He needs people to love him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he won't admit that that's what it is. No. And then, so the cookies don't work, obviously. He's like, go hire Colorado or whatever he says. He's like, Dakota, like, whatever. Um, Finn is really Mon- mad. Montana. Montana, that's Montana. One. Thank you. Why is Finn so oh. mad? He's, like, really mad. I'm like, you didn't really want to be in this Glee Club two episodes ago. Now you're no, so exactly. mad because Will might quit. That's Yeah, that's why. Because it took Will so much persuasion to get Finn into it. And now that Finn is finally in it, he's he like, Will, Will doesn't care anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, and I feel so... I could never go to Mercedes. And she's, like, looking at, like, Santana, Santana and Park making out, which is weird now we think about it. But at the time, it made sense. Um, yeah. And just, uh, I feel for Mercedes. I also feel for Kurt. You know, I feel for both of them. I love them. And I they're really the only love good them part of this whole this, episode. Yeah, this season, I really love Mercedes. Um, especially, I think this is... I don't know if this is my favourite Mercedes season, but it's up there. Because yeah. Yeah, I really I really feel for her. I'd also like to say, I don't know what the line was, but I've, I've written down so many guts because they just say the word guts all the time <laughs> so many guts because <laughs> <What>? <laughs> there was there was a line that you mentioned about guts earlier and i think there were like two either one or two more lines where they just talk about people having guts and i was like why why is there so many guts They're like this is a talk about, we're talking about everyone's intestines this episode. <laughs> if anyone looks at mine and Sophie's notes, they're going to think we're not watching Glee and we're watching like, <laughs> The Walking <Guts>. Dead. <laughs> Sci-fi and guts everywhere. Um, <laughs> and then I put the, you know, I never used to think that Quinn, I always said like Quinn was never really the mean one. Like she was always kind of the one that stuff and it was mainly Santana. But I feel like at this point, Quinn's just really, really mean. Like telling Mercedes that she has a chance of Kurt. And I just, I don't like Quinn in these first like five episodes, and I don't. And this is why, because I think she's just really. That's rude. the point, though. You're not. I know, to. I know, but that's why it's good. It's a good thing, but I just don't like her. <laughs> but I think she. Cha- the reason why she changes, she's less mean, is when she does get pregnant, and then she kind of like has a different outlook on life, maybe, and then she's like, that's why she becomes less mean. Um, but to be fair, no, I like this Quinn rather than the other Quinn because this is kind of how Quinn's meant to be right now, if that makes sense. Yeah, she's serving her purpose. So, well. like, when, yeah, so like, but when it gets on to like season two or something and she just doesn't, well, not season two, like season three and she just doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, no. Like, um, Quinn, yeah. She's much better. Quinn, than when season. she loses her purpose, because unfortunately, Quinn was there, you know to help Rachel and Finn. You know, there's that 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 character was there because there needed yeah. to be a bridge between the two love interests that we were gonna have the show. Um 
so after she like kind of served that purpose i get why people like why quinn's not my favorite character why i have respect for her now but like why i never used to really like her is because she didn't really have much of a purpose after that which sounds horrible but it's obviously a character it's fine it's not an actual real person um but yeah. <laughs> yeah no i get it so i don't know i like the quinn but i hate the quinn at the moment but you're supposed to so i like that i hate her that makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> anyone else got anything about that before i move on to a great song um, no, the only thing that I had was literally how did Mercedes fall for Kurt being straight? But I kind of get it because she really did like him, and so she was probably just yeah, blind to it. Which is but what I love about Mercedes. At the same time, he was talking about outfits and fashion the entire time. He never said one straight <laughs> Listen, thing. Listen, if someone in like um, Kurt and someone who had really like good fashion taste walked in walked into my room right now, I would not think that they would like. I think now in this day and age. We wouldn't judge that. We wouldn't automatically assume that no, they yeah, yeah. were gay. Um, so, like, that's like another thing I wrote down. That I was like, oh, it's stereotypical, stubborn, so annoying. But then, <laughs> oh, no, at the time, like, men weren't even like gay men. They weren't confident to dress like like Kurt would. Um, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Kurt becomes less stereotypical throughout the show. I think people say like, oh, he's so stereotypical. But if you think about it, he's one of the first like out gay teenagers that was on a show that was being shown to like to young adults so yeah it was yeah. stereotypical but he was it's, it was he was kind of set set at a benchmark so was it stereotypical because that was like the first not saying he was the first ever gay person on tv that's not what i'm saying but he was one of the first openly I mean, gay you know it was it was stereotypical but like not in necessarily a bad way because then in season two they obviously counter it with mm-hmm. blaine and Lane's like the complete opposite and that's just showing a diff and obviously Karofsky. Yeah. So then we move on to Poison. Which, okay, hear me out quickly. <laughs> Vocally, not awful. But visually bad. <laughs> visually Vocally, not awful if they would stop talking. Why does he just spend like it's a monologue for the first minute? Yeah. Like why does he talk the entire time? The only the only song that I don't mind when they talk in is the boy is mine yep yeah but, but like you just like i get that it's probably part of the original song i've never actually properly listened to the original song but at the same time like cut it out no <laughs> also i put howard still to show oh does howard, so ha- does howard have any other clothes that aren't his uniform <laughs> literally why does he why is he walking around in a uniform and i also put ken had some quite nice little like wrong movie do that bit that was quite fun <laughs> ken yeah. they're all like talented for like unappleasing un- what's, <laughs> oh, yeah, what's the one men they were they were talented yeah. i'll give them that yeah also why was figgins there? figgins was there because he supports <laughs> everyone what a king and then on their cd it says they they, so they sold se- all 17 copies, which for starters is a weird number to produce. Only 17. <laughs> I wonder what like other songs were on it. Like I want to hear the other ones. Like what other songs do you think? It was were probably on it? he's it's, a jolly good fellow. This is how we do it. That's the <laughs> only other one. EP. <laughs> it's just those those two That's songs. On repeat. And then we get to my favorite line in the entire show, <laughs> which. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Josh Groban? Kill yourself. Just oh, <laughs> beautiful. I 
put Josh Groban with a heart, but then I don't know why I put that because then I put underneath it. Also, I hate Josh Groban. I don't know why. <laughs> why do you hate Josh Groban? I don't know. He feels like such an inconvenience to the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does he do? I feel like he's just a really generic singer, a bit like Ed Sheeran, you know. I wouldn't go to a concert. No, it's Ed quite... Sheeran Glee songs? Um, Surely, yeah. There's got to be. I don't think there I think is. <laughs> Are you sure? He was. He was in so. twenty fifteen. He finished. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, it's an song. I'm so. Oh, I'm so dumb. They sang "Sing" in season six. Sing. Oh. I was gonna say. Ew. I thought. I thought they would do "Sing." I thought they did. Out of all the Ed Sheeran songs, they were like, "Okay." Excuse sing. me. The Warblers and Darren did that song. So <laughs> no, yeah, that oh, is actually mind. one of my favorite Ed Sheeran songs. <laughs> it's really good. Another um, question: How did they even get? Not that Josh Groban is the world-renowned like fame. Well, he, everyone kind of knows who he is. Like they don't. Everyone. That's the thing. Everyone knows who Josh Groban is. Has anyone actually listened to Josh Groban's music? No. I, I listened to him. He did the. Uh, he did the. Um. She so had like in Disney movies where they did like a cover. So like Demi Lovato did "Let It Go," didn't she? Oh. Josh Groban. He did the one for Beauty and the Beast. Yes, yes. 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 Yeah. When we and get onto that- the scene where they have driven up, driven, drove one of the words to vocal adrenaline <laughs> and this is the first this is the first time you hear about Burke he says oh my dad bought me this car but, which I think uh, it, oh, does Burke have that much money he runs Burke hum- Hummel Tire and Lube and he bought him like a nice car and a yeah, much he, seater but he works around yeah, cars but you could afford a car I know. Then, okay here's a fun fact for you quickly yeah. before we move on um, the girl who's like you can't leave rehearsal Dakota says nobody can leave rehearsal. Yes, that's Harry Shum Jr. Wife. Harry Shum Jr.'s wife. Oh my god. Did they meet on the set? Oh wait, no. (laughs) Mike Tang wasn't there. No. I don't actually know like how if they were already together or it was a coincidence or they met on the set. I have literally no idea but how crazy. (laughs) Mercy, which again, just as good as rehab and I love the blue. Like, they lose the blue when Jonathan Groff enters. Not that I'm complaining Jonathan Groff enters but they used to have like just a blue vibe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but who gave them the right to be that talented? That's so rude. And the fact they think they're going to win with a bit of journey, like, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, And then, okay, what is costing them $8,000? Oh, my God, I know. His services. (laughs) That's just... That's just... Ex- exploitation it's like you need eight thousand know. dollars before i will agree to listen to you it was eight thousand dollars for one and then one session like, it was like ten thousand if and you win why do you yeah <laughs> like what <laughs> that doesn't make sense also i know we haven't got to the car wash bit yet but how did they raise that when they washed <laughs> finn's car five times not That's finn kurt's car five times they're like money can you give me my money He's trying to, uh, Will is trying to teach Ken like how to this move and he's not getting it done. And then they get a call from Howard and Howard goes, I can't be in the band. I'm doing inventory. It was never my dream. I'm like, I was like, what? Why? It was never my dream. Why? I thought I thought they were going to expand on <laughs> that, but they really just, His answer was, just said when nope. he asked someone why, his answer was, I'm doing inventory. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> wild. <laughs> no. Honestly, though, 
poor Howard. How he didn't get a review. <laughs> I know. Where's or, or he? No, it? he did, but he did, but they weren't. They weren't nice to him. I have <laughs> a conspiracy theory. I have a, I have a conspiracy <laughs> theory, and it's to do with Terry Schuster. I think Terry was telling Howard like you can't be in the band anymore because Terry didn't like that Will was in the band because it was taking time away from her. That's what I thought. That's what I thought it was going to be. To, so you had Howard on the phone. I thought it was going to pan to Terry going, what, it was like, like a gun to his head. I love Santana's character development because obviously at this point in the show they mm-hmm. didn't know what they were going to do with her storyline, and then and then you skip to like season three and season four and she's just this whole ass lesbian and then one of the most weirdest scenes <laughs> i've ever seen in glee is the whole swing that big old bat <laughs> oh my god i swing read that big old swing bat. that i thought i couldn't read my own writing i was like what is a bot and i was like oh it's a bat swing that big old bot no <laughs> like just loosen the hips and you can do all the dancing <laughs> got all the ladies like you know like look at all the people out there these boys are 15 how are all of the parents not okay with them singing Push It? But all of a sudden, when um, when the, the teenagers and adults start singing I Want to Sex like, You Up, they're all like, yeah. I'll buy that Whoa. CD. <laughs> we need to give you a gay vention. That's a gay intervention. And like, I love the scene how like Mercedes sees past, sees past yeah. Kurt's, I think they call it Lady Fabulousness, which is quite a funny name, but like... I don't know. I just I love how pure yeah. she is, and I, she's like, I don't know if that's enough for you guys, but it's enough for me. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. No. It was the bit. It was the bit where she was like, I just I like the way that I feel when I'm around him, and I or like I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something about liking him. It also shows <laughs> the scene that Rachel is just try like is a team player. Like she is actually genuinely like concerned for Mercedes. She's not doing it for any any agenda, yeah, you know. That's true. I like Rachel so far. I re- I don't know where I put it down, but so far I haven't not liked Rachel's episode. I think Rachel's a great person. This episode, she just she was kind of a bit annoying in the first one, but I feel like from from the first episode to this episode, the change is enormous. And then <laughs> we get onto which I actually said this before that it is the best song in season one. Bust your windows. Bust and. I'm gonna give yeah. it to. I've written Do what it. I know that that, that you, Liv's gonna say, but I'm gonna let Liv say it because I know that she wants. Kurt in the background of Bust Your Windows, standing on a car. Please, if you have not, go watch Bust Your Windows and just live watch Kurt. It is the funniest <laughs> thing. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> I oh, don't even know. They no one directed him. I feel like it's one of them situations where you you're in like a new atmosphere and you don't really know what to do. Like say when you're at a friend's house and they don't they're like oh I'm just gonna go get like go into the kitchen get a glass of water. You don't know whether to follow them, so you just stand there. I reckon, yeah. I reckon he was still standing there. No one told him what to do, so he's like, uh, I'm just gonna do background my act and pretend I'm really upset about my car. Or no. Maybe that's what got that them is, eight that grand. That was the eight grand performance. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Um, Literally. Okay. I know Brittany yes. S. Pierce comes in last episode, doesn't she? Um, again, one of my favourite lines at all time. <laughs> Artie, you're cut. Why? <laughs> oh, Artie, you're cut not trying hard enough. At what? Walking. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe also, this was the birth of like Frankentine because he calls Finn Frankentine. Um, Most likely. Okay, <laughs> and then I want to sex you up happens. And why do they give Puck the majority of the song? They're like, we know you don't want to do this, but like, have the whole song. Also, something <laughs> that made me really um, uh, uncomfortable. Well, the whole thing made me uncomfortable. But uh, why was Will the only one who didn't have their tie? Oh, yeah, I, I saw like, that. Why? What makes him so special? <laughs> tie up. up right now. I was so mad. I have no <laughs> idea, but I just, it's not the best. And then they say that Josh Grobo's a pop star. Is he a pop star? <laughs> what continues a pop star? I thought he was a country singer. I'll oh. hear him and Evermore. <laughs> I didn't listen to it. I was like, Josh Groban, I don't know who this man is. Josh Groban is, um, <laughs> uh, I don't, it just says he's an American singer, songwriter, musician, and actor and record producer. An actor? You were in Glee. That doesn't make you an actor. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's definitely one of those people that is like, uh, who should we get for a cameo this episode? Josh he's, Groban? He'll be available. Sure. He'll be available. I bet trust every... me. In conclusion. No. No. <laughs> Josh Groban is no one. He was in Parks and Rec. Hello. <laughs> this is what I mean. He's just a, ca- a cameo guy. Okay, out of 26 TV shows he's been in, 15 were self-cameos. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God. Back to not, Back to not Josh um, Groban. <laughs> she says, um, they're like, oh, where's my mum? Will says, like, where's my mum? And Terry goes, oh, maybe she slipped and hit her head again. And they're like, oh, ha ha, yeah, classic mum. Surely you go and see. <laughs> she's okay. And no <laughs> one does anything. Where is my mum? I hope she's not dead. Mercedes goes to Kurt and she's like, um, I'm really sorry about your car. And then Kurt comes out as gay. But he says, like, she's like, oh, I'll pay for your car fix. He goes, oh, don't worry. My dad took it away after he found my tiara collection. So is that confirmed that Bert was homophobic? Even though in the next episode we find out that he's known he was gay his whole time and he didn't care. So like, what? I don't. That's a. Well, no. I don't know. It was a con- another continuity error. I'm not happy. Probably. I think so. They didn't. They didn't like write the episodes in bulk. They wrote them one by one. I love the scene when Kurt comes out. Probably. It's so you know, it's such a monumental scene. And poor Chris Colford, because technically that was him coming out as well, which is probably very stressful for him. So I, all my love to Chris Colford because he was 18 years old, having to come out on national television. Like that's insane. So, so much love to him. Always, Chris Colford. If you're listening, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you imagine he's like, he's like I listen to you at two girls wrongly <laughs> you're great you're a great great trio um and then we get we get what I was talking about at the end where Will goes from the top from the top <laughs> which we should end every episode with like one more time here we go again back to the top okay why didn't I hate it this time I don't know why but maybe I was looking for everything <laughs> I kind of like looking for good stuff I, I, I think I found some <laughs> See, I do. Th- I I still think that Ken Tanaka has the best name. It's just such a fun name, Ken fun. Tanaka. But yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I wasn't. It wasn't great. Okay. Let's be real. It really bad. It was. It did sound weird, but it was longer than I thought. As in, like, I you know when you're watching something and you're like, oh, it's probably gonna end soon, and then you're like, oh wait, I've still got like 15 it minutes doesn't. left. That's how I felt with this episode. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, it was kind of bad at the start. I was like, I don't really know what's going on. I don't really care about Acapellas. Go away. Um, but then the whole stuff of like... <laughs> it was... No, oh, I, I think it was, it was kind of funny. Bad, it was quite... It was so bad that it was enjoyable because it was funny. But then this is what we talked about last <laughs> it's time. It's been so long. When we were like, is it 
funny because they're trying to be funny or is it funny because yeah yeah that's true like unlike yeah last week's episode well no you know last episode where so much happened i can safely say that nothing happened this episode because like yeah kurt came out but as an audience we were kind of already told that from the beginning that kurt was not straight so i think it's like legitimately nothing happened this episode they kind of just did did a full circle like you know they started with will in helping out the new directions and like helping them with the dance routine they ended with Will Schuster they helping out with the new directions of the dance routine choreographed <laughs> dance not great still wasn't very good it was a lot of downs and claps like we as an we've just seen mercy you can't be saying and love <laughs> and love and up clap clap is anything like the triple flip dips that the mercy people were doing like it's just <laughs> oh poor glee club also you know the bit at the end where Rachel, where Rachel was like, um, she tries to like build suspense, and then she goes, "That was really good." Like, you know when you're to get, um, trying to tell someone something, but like you want to keep it a secret. It's like, she's like, like she had that kind of like face. She was so excited to be like, and make everyone laugh. She's like, "Great, excited to be like, Rachel, you classic comedy. My first comic relief moment." <laughs> okay well thank you for listening please please give us a review um on apple podcasts and everyone who reviews us yeah. we will shout you out um yeah, the only person who's reviewed us so far is owen <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't even a review Thanks, of us at all <laughs> but we have got some we, we got we got three reviews three people gave us five stars next episode is preggers lots of things happen in preggers if you guys don't like me, if I'm the issue, yeah. then I'm, f- I'm afraid that that's <laughs> I'm going to be here. You are the so issue. sorry. Anyway, <laughs> much love to you guys. Oh, can you can you oh, follow yeah. me on my <laughs> socials, <laughs> Emily Welling, um, on TikTok? Follow lives at Live Youngs and Sophie, which is oh, I'm not I, Sophie. What's your TikTok? <laughs> Do you even post TikToks? Sophie Rogers underscore. Well, I harmonised yes. with you. That was my most recent one. Um, well, <laughs> and say goodbye to everybody, to the people. But <laughs> ciao, oh, bella. No. Au revoir. Bye.